Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. We are a triage center, basically. So you come in and whatever process you're at, if you're thinking about divorce, if you're going through divorce or you're coming out the other side, we help assess where you're at, what your needs are, and you join a community of other individuals who are going through it. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Hey, this is Adam Marks. I'm a tech founder, writer, and consultant, and I've been listening to The Women in Tech podcast for about three and a half years now. Esprit does a phenomenal job spotlighting female entrepreneurs from all over the world and one thing I love about the show is listening to their stories and how they've built their companies and organizations. We should always be pushing for representation and equality every time we go into the boardroom, every time we look for co-founders, every time we look to hire employees for our companies. So support representation and equality, support the Women in Tech podcast, follow me at AdamMarks13 on Twitter and on LinkedIn. And remember to always look for the orange sunglasses. LinkedIn presents. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. So excited for our next guest, Lila. Welcome to the show. Wow, I love that. <laughs> I haven't said it proper like that in like a really long time. Oh my God, time. like I just got shivers all the way down my body. I love that. Do you want to know the inspo for my intro? Yeah. Okay. Steven Tyler, mm. Aerosmith. Oh, yeah. With the crazy ribbons and stuff. Yeah. So that's why we stand and I'm like, I'm picturing, I'm like Steven oh, Tyler. This that's is why, why the lights yeah, are here. Yeah, right? Oh. Okay. And combo, growing up, loved wrestling. So the announcers, the announcers, Ted mm-hmm. DiBiase or I whatever, Bam Bam Bigelow Brothers, and I was like <laughs> so into it. I and love so that. So like, yeah, Lila. But you know what? It really pumps you up, and then you like never stop. Yeah, ah, yeah. <laughs> well, it that. actually gets you. I, honestly, yeah. that intro I would love to hear every morning. I mean, like yeah. in Lila. Good in morning. The- I mean, wow, if my teenage daughter could actually get wind of that and start doing that for me, that would be really nice. My editors hate me right now. Okay, sorry. He's like, stop screaming into the mic. No, that's the beauty of this piece of equipment is like. It takes away all the. the... Yeah, the poppy or. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so excited to have you on. You help serve so many people survive divorce. So. To get into it, go ahead, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay. Well, who am I? Let's see. So I'm a Pakistanian. Yep, that's what I say. <laughs> so I'm a half Pakistani, half Italian, born in New York City. That's like the melting pot. And I say that's who I am because it really is ingrained inside of me as like the cultures 
the hot-headedness, the love of food, the love of life, you know, family, friends, yeah. like commotion, all of that is really embedded in who I am. Um, and I'm also been fortunate to kind of grow up as one of those, I'm, I've got a brother and him and I, uh, just very close one year apart. And my dad was one of those kind of dads who was like, yeah, I'm treating you both the same, which I love that. So very <laughs> new age instilled in me this like power to you know what? I can do everything yeah. I put my mind to. And so that's who I am for the good or the bad and the crazy decisions I make in my life. I am that person who will try everything and do everything possible. <laughs> Hence why I'm here and started on the back end of a lot of pain I went through personally, mm. put that to purpose and um, created a ecosystem and a platform that helps people go through divorce and separation. Now, I have a mediation background and a coaching, divorce coaching accreditation. So I not only help individuals one-on-one, -on -one, but I've created this, co-created because I have an amazing co-founder partner yeah. who's unbelievable. Um, and she and I joined forces. She's got a divorce financial <laughs> divorce accreditation. So imagine that she's a CDFA, di certified divorce financial yeah. analyst. They exist. They're amazing. They, everyone needs one. And so we joined forces and created this platform called Split FYI to help people kind of navigate the whole process. But not just that. It's like get fed and get understand, like understand, get educated, get support along the way, the, how they need it. And just be that lending hand, basically. So split.fyi. Yeah. Well, it's actually splitfyi.com. But yes, you can also find it at split.fyi. You have both. Uh -huh. You have both. Okay, have both. perfect. So split FYI is for anybody going through a divorce or separation who has commingled finances, children. And we are a triage center, basically. So you come in and whatever process you're at, if you're thinking about divorce, if you're going through divorce or you're coming out the other side, we help assess where you're at, what your needs are, and you join a community of other individuals who are going through it. So you've got a community built in community, forums, toolkit library. And you have this in an app or it, just in on an the app website? And in a website. Okay. So cool. there's a progressive web app and there is a website. So you can use it on both. And I even have my tile on my phone. And it connects you with other professionals that you might need that can support you through it, like CDFAs, divorce coaches. Dating coaches, career coaches, you name it. We've got a marketplace of amazing divorce professionals, and it's got loads of education and educational tools, and plus the access to the community events. Um, we've got accountability hour. We've got coffee talk. We've got SOS, which is a support group. So all of those initiatives, so just help you move along through your divorce or separation process. Okay, so... What inspired? Mm. Sorry. Mm. Yeah. So I myself went through a very long divorce. Um, it's not normal always. So don't get scared for any of you who are about to get on embark on that process. But I was in and out of court for 10 years. Um, a I like lot how of you're like, don't get scared. It's okay. <laughs> 10 years. 10 years. <laughs> yes. Now, 10 years. Now, the interesting part is the divorce part. The actual like signing the divorce papers and the financial part was only two years. Yeah. But unfortunately, as we know that, you know, divorce isn't always over when you have children right away because there's a lot of going back and forth, 
co-parenting, uh, ins and outs, you know. So that's really what took a long time. Right. And during that process, I think it was like three years in, and I'm going to mention this too. Yeah. And I always say this, and it always throws people off, but I was sideswiped by divorce. So it wasn't, I didn't choose it. You didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. And I was pregnant six months and it all happened. So and I say that not it's because, you, right, it's just to understand where I was at in that moment of life, you know, about to embark on being the first time parent, you know, mom, and, you know, had a vision that my life would be like, oh, we're having a kid and then we're going to have another right. one. And like everyone thinks, you know, you're married and you're creating a life together and creating a life together. So that was where I was at at that moment was, oh, my God, my whole world just crashed down yeah. around me. Um, and I remember, and this is getting very personal. Yeah. I remember, like, literally being on the floor and feeling like the walls were closing in. And I sat down. I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to move forward, backwards, sideways. I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. it was like I was holding my breath. Um, and I soon realized that it's not that easy to navigate this whole thing if you haven't gone through it. And by the way, I mean, who has really gone through it if they're doing it for the first time, right? And so who do you turn to? You know, everyone says, get yourself a good lawyer. What does that mean? What does a good lawyer mean? Like, you know. And, and so expensive. Right. It's expensive. But not only that, like, literally, truly, what does a good lawyer mean? Now, I just was pregnant and I I had a doctor. And I remember when I was choosing a doctor for that, Yeah, people were like, well, what are you like? Are you a person who likes to be, you know, explained every little thing? Or if there's nothing wrong for your doctor to be like, all's good, that's it. Yeah. I'm like, that's the type of person I am. Yeah. And so, great. So choose a doctor. Here are some doctors who are like that, that have a good bedside manner, but at the same time, they're not going to over-explain things to right. you. So it makes you really confused and scared. I was like, yes. So I had that liberty of choosing yeah. that. Now, this time I was like, I don't know what I need. Yeah. I don't know what type of person I want or yeah. who I want by side my side. And, and do I need to go that route? Like, so that educational piece was missing. Took a long time to figure it out. I was the first out of my peer group, so I couldn't even call on my friends to really kind of help me through yeah. this all. Emotionally, yes, they were supportive, but really for the ins and outs but of all of this. But if they don't get it, like if they're not no. in the emotion and psyche of what you're going through, they can't get it to the level that you need to be supported. Yeah. Absolutely not. And and I don't blame them for it. Like, first of all, most of them were about to get married themselves yeah. or have their first kid or, you know, so it was really hard to call on them for this kind of support. My parents, well, obviously they were really emotionally invested with me and yeah. hard for them to compartmentalize those emotions, right? Or family members eat them. So I was desperate. I tried to look for support groups. I tried to look for help outside of it. Very difficult to find. In fact, I was so desperate. I actually joined the only divorce support group that I could find was at a local Catholic church, which, by the way, I'm not Catholic or, you know, haven't gone to church ever. Yeah. So I was like, I don't care. I'm joining it. I, I, the desperation of connecting with other people who have gone through it. Yeah. And also that support that's coming from some sort of professional or somebody who can help ease the pain yeah. was I was desperate for it. So that happened. You know, as the years went by, I remember thinking, oh, my God, I'm spending so much money on my lawyer. And I, like I'm literally forfeiting all my decision making power to somebody else. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, I need to take I need to take control mm -hmm. of my life. And so I decided I was like, you know what? I know so much about this and what's going on. 
I decided to get my accreditation in mediation. Yeah. Signed up for, you know. Is this why you're still going through it? This is why I'm still going through it. That's so interesting. This is why I'm still going through it because I realized I was like, what do I need? What are the tools I need to get myself through this as well? And that's also learning the skills. I mean, really, it is a learning process. It's like, how do you negotiate? Yeah. You need to learn how to negotiate. Mm -hmm. Yes, your lawyer can do it for you, but you also have to figure things out and like what your needs are, what your bottom line is, you know, how do you turn up for it? How do you compartmentalize your emotion right to all of this oh my god so hard so part of it was that so i'd say like you know learn how to negotiate learn how to communicate yeah <laughs> that's hard <laughs> that's hard on just in a normal healthy relationship exactly yeah. yeah exactly and here you are trying to communicate with somebody who's really up against you yeah and then and then somehow try to make it work for you yeah and not also you know like throw off another bomb yeah. That's happening because, you know, if you're going to quit, like when you're in a contentious divorce, especially yeah. um, and even non-contentious ones to a certain degree, yeah. when you start talking about finances and distribution and this and, you know, kids and where they're going to go, there's always an element of a bit of, you know, s- there's a lot of strain in yeah, that, yeah. right? And it sets off triggers. And so it, it you have to picture it like, I don't know, like I, at one point I had this visual of me like walking a tightrope. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like over a really high, high, like extremely high canyon and like you look down and it's like oh my god you could fall right or left and it's still falling yeah. right and I and it's like there's no net underneath and there's bombs going off to try to get you off yeah. of that tightrope that was like my visual all the time I was like that's yeah. what I feel constantly it's crazy so, right so I felt like I didn't have a coach to go to I had yeah. a therapist that I went to which was great for a lot of emotional support yeah. um it's what I needed but not someone that I was like okay I can't keep talking about the past and, and understanding why this is happening yeah. to me. I need to figure out how to move forward. Right. And that forward momentum is essential. So It's wild to me that as you're going through all this really heavy, crippling pain, it's all, without you knowing, leading to a future life of entrepreneurship 100%. and technology. It's like, it's crazy that this really negative, dark thing is leading to something that in the future is going to be very abundant for you. A hundred percent. And this is where I always say to people, there's a gift in everything. And even in the darkness, there is a gift yeah. and you don't see it. And it's going to be so hard for you to see it. But yeah. down the line, I promise you, yeah. it will show Yeah, and it will show up for you. Yeah. Um, and so you know, you become I've, a mediator. I become a mediator. Now, I've always been an entrepreneur. Yeah. So I was running my own company, yeah. a, a jewelry design company yeah. and distribution uh, around the world when all of this was going down. So okay. I was like, how do I choose? I had three things looming. I was like, yeah. here's my my business, yeah. a new baby, yeah. and a divorce. I'm like, yeah. okay, I need to streamline this. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, the business had to take complete backseat. Um, and before that, I was also, I started a company in Italy. So I've... For but me, entrepreneurship the company scary. and the Italian company, those were those in tech or that was really nothing different? in tech. Nothing in this tech. This is yet. the first time yeah. tech goer that I am, which is, you know, also very daunting. Right. Yeah. It's like I knew something had to happen that connected the dots and could connect a lot of people going through this, because no matter where you live in this world. Yeah. Divorce doesn't discriminate. It is the same. The, the emotions are the same. The things that you're dealing with, the finances, the kids, yeah, 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 yeah. all of that are all the same. Yeah. They just look a little different in legal aspect. Yeah. But what you go through is all the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Went through that. 
became a mediator by virtue of just also going through it. Everybody came to me and was like, oh, my God, so-and-so is going through divorce. Yeah. Can you talk to this person? Can you talk to that person? And I ended up really mentoring a lot of people through the process. And I found that actually, rather than being a mediator, I really felt good helping people mm -hmm. and the individual through it. Yeah. So more like the coaching aspect yeah. of it. I was like, actually, that's my wheelhouse. Like, I get this. And it yeah. felt good to give back and also help people understand that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. But at this point, you were still going through it? Yes. So this still. whole time, <laughs> you're yeah. still going through your divorce. I'm still going back for child affairs and certain things. <sighs> and I'm not going to even go into the ins and outs of all of that. But yes, I was still going back to court. And at this point, you're also a, a single mom? I'm a single mom. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. It's crazy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and it's interesting, though. It's like the world, it, it really, the universe gives you what you can handle in a yeah. certain way. And even though you think you can handle yeah, it, somehow yeah. you do. And actually having all those things probably helped, you know, inspire me. And I will say that although every time I say this story of I was sideswiped at six months pregnant, which is like for everyone, oh, my God, jaws dropped. Yeah. I'm like, but probably also saved me in many ways because there was like I had somebody else to think about in that yeah. moment inside of me like I was like I can't escape I can't go and drink I can't do this I can't just like lose yeah. myself I had to be really responsible in a way that was like whoo okay you gotta face this and you <laughs> said that when you were married at that time that you thought you had a a solid marriage. Yeah. Like you thought you guys were good. You were the couple everybody wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's weird ways that there was a lot of similarities in, in our, in, like I always say like you meet somebody and especially if you procreate with them and you have kids with them, you're like, that was meant to happen. Like yeah. that was literally meant to happen. Yeah. Like out of nowhere, I met him on a trip when I was in London and, you know, I look at this and I'm like, I definitely didn't see that coming. Yeah. Now, did we fight? Did we like, you know, argue? Yes. I mean, yeah. every couple has their certain degree of that. But did I see this coming? Absolutely not. Especially when I was pregnant with our child mm. that we both decided to have. So so it's just so heavy. <laughs> it's heavy. It so is. So heavy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now you're thinking about creating this piece of technology to bring a support system together at scale. Mm -hmm. Now, was it for mainly women or both women and men? Is it for everybody going through divorce? It's for everybody going through divorce. Okay. And the reason being is my end, like I would picture, even though they're not a user on our site, the end user being the kids. Now, not mm. everybody who are in our community actually have kids. So that's fine also because you have finances, you have emotions around yeah. wrapped around it. But I always pictured like, what's going to help kids? Like yeah. if you can even support one person, whether it be the father, the mother, whoever it is, yeah. that's doing something. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And so and it helps the family as a whole. Yeah. And that's the end game really yeah. for that. And it's it's also so like for example, probably the amount of money that I spent in legal fees and all of that would probably equate to like buying my daughter an apartment, you know, for her future or yeah. put her through all of university and then yeah. some and maybe master's program, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're you sit there and you think about all the money that you throw down the drain mm. because you're in this fight or you're you're not knowledgeable and you don't know how to even yeah. manage your lawyers and you don't know how to yeah. manage those things and you're not making decisions because you don't know how to all those things factor into a cost and that cost is what's really important to try to alleviate and because that cost also draws you into 
anxiety, uh, you know, like overwhelm, yeah. all of it. So fear, I mean, and that fear drives you into making decisions that aren't right. So it's yeah. just this vicious cycle, right? And when in this process did you meet your co-founder? So, all right. So fast forward yeah. many years, I moved to L.A. And you finally get divorced. Oh, I'm divorced. <laughs> so divorce happened. It was back and forth in the process of the co-parenting stuff. So it was more the 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 child. The child yeah. Yeah, affairs. Yeah. Um, and so I would say 10 years uh, yeah. in and out. And then we I also in the process, I met somebody new, which is amazing. Um, it's crazy. I know. And I want to ask, but it's like I didn't want to jump ahead. But now since you brought it up. Well, it's part of the, the, the okay, whole good. story. Because on. I've been dying to say, how were you able to still believe in love and yeah. marriage? So you answered that in your own time. But I am. That will get we'll get yeah. to that. We'll get to that. Because part of what I was saying this is that, um, you know, somebody amazing came into my life, which I'm really grateful for. And I always say recognize when people do come into your life and, you know, explore it. Be curious. I was curious. That's what I decided to do. I was like, I don't know where this is going. Yeah. I don't need an end answer. I don't even care. This is actually, I'm going to be curious. Where does this take me? Right. Rather than putting all that, oh my God, you know, I, I've been burned. I've been hurt. I've been this. I've been that. I don't trust because everybody's unique, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let me be curious about this. This feels right. He feels good. Let's figure this out. And we just did that. And that was how we explored. And my daughter at the time was two, just two years old, yeah. you know, when I just met him. So I took it slow. Trust me, took it slow. Um, and it was nice to have some support when I was going through this, you know, back and forth yeah. and core, out of court and all that. But I was very much on my own in in this sense, right? Because only I was going through that. Yeah. Nobody else can. And I didn't want it to make it the thing that was our relationship and bring it down, right? Um, but fast forward, you know, God, eight years together, we decided, um, we're like, you know what? I think we need a change. There was a lot of factors of yeah. living in the, I was living in Europe for over 20 years. Yeah. And for me, I was like, my family's in America. This is a good timing. Wait, wait, hold on. You were living in Europe for over 20 years. This is before you got divorced. Yeah. So I lived in Italy and then I lived in in London. Okay. So I collectively in all of those years, I lived in Europe for over 20 years. Oh, collectively. Years. Mm -hmm. Okay, got mm -hmm. it, got it. I uh -huh. thought you meant. No, yeah, okay. no. So collectively at this time, I was living over 20 years. So over half my life, yeah. I was living in Europe. Yeah, yeah. And. I missed America to a certain degree. Yeah. There's a lot of things, my family, certain yeah. ways about Your American divorce ways. was in Europe. It was in Europe. It was in London. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this idea came to me when I was living in London and I was going through my divorce. Yeah. But I was stuck. I yeah. wasn't able to like make it happen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just yeah, didn't yeah. know how to make it happen. I didn't know how to switch gears and be like, how do I do this? Where do I go from here? Right. right. And everything that was looming on me in, in, in London felt very divorce-esque. Like I was still there. It looks like I had the label right, right. of it. Right. So I talked to my partner and him and I both decided like, maybe it was a good moment right at this moment to let's explore America and what it's like. And I yeah. said, you know, my brother lives in San Diego L.A. sounds like a good place. I'm be close to him. And L.A. is close to the tech scene. Yeah, He's yeah, got yeah. a tech scene. Yeah. I was like, maybe I can make this happen there. Yeah, right? And yeah. that was really the idea yeah. behind that. And it's good timing for my daughter's school yeah. to, to switch gears at that moment, right? Yeah. Um, so she wouldn't hate me as a teenager to take her away from all her friends. <laughs> I was like, I'm on a time-sensitive thing here, right? <laughs> I had a great network in the, in the U.K., so don't get me wrong. I probably could have 
probably done a, a lot of, you know, segue in, in the London market. Yeah, yeah. However, again, it was like my story there was really holding me back. Right. Um, it was like I had to escape from it for a second. And yeah. Lo and behold, it, L.A. is an amazing place for this. I mean, I started, like, signing up for certain, like, tech, com- you know, conference here or this here. And this was before the yeah. pandemic. So I was able to do things in person. And I started meeting people. And one thing led to the another. And I, I mean, I started, I just created this. Yeah. Now, before I actually went into the whole development stage, I was on an accreditation, a divorce coaching accreditation course yeah. with my now partner. Yeah. And she was on it. And there was 30 of us on this cohort. And I remember thinking, all of us, and we were listening to one another, and we were coaching and we're doing all this yeah. stuff. And it was a very intense course. And I thought to myself, I want to work with her. I like her. You just vibed it. Yeah. I vibed it. I knew something. It just felt right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I sent her like messages. And I was like, hey, can we chat? And, you know, we, I told her about this crazy idea I had. Yeah. And she's like, I love this crazy idea. And, you know, she has a successful CDFA a business going, you know, where she's helping people through the financials. But she thought, God, we need to reach a larger audience. And they need more support and help than yeah. just that nuance or yeah. just this. There's a there's a holistic approach to it that yeah. can happen. And one of the most important things is connecting with other people too. Yeah. And other professionals and knowing who's out there. So this is where it the birth of split FYI. <laughs> and being that you had both never been in technology before, mm. how did you go about learning how to build an app, build the site, like all the things to yeah. make split what your vision is for it to become, where do you even begin? Well, and that's and that's the thing that, you know, if you, if you were to ask me, like, what is the thing maybe if you went back and would have wished that you did? I was like, maybe I would have wished that we could have tried to find a tech partner, right? Because yeah. it was a lot of trial and error. Um, all right. So what we set out to do is let's just build an MVP. Yeah. Let's just build minimum an MVP. Minimum viable product. A minimal, yeah. But yeah, exactly. And so if we build an MVP, we can get any development agency to just build some kind yeah. of, you know, like you would say like a little front face of a brick and mortar, right? Like right, it's really, right. that's it. And and let's test it out and let's see how it goes and let's start building a community. That's what we were doing. Yeah. And but we realized like actually as you're in it, then you start like, oh, let's do this and let's yeah. test this out and let's see if this works. And it's becoming more of a beast in itself. Yeah. So did we have the right fit for every, you know, tech entity no and so we're learning and by trial and error yeah. unfortunately which can be a little costly and time consuming but well, I, I actually think all of life is learning by trial and error but we start to perceive that we could have control or we think that some other person has it all figured it out and so we're like well if they have it figured out we need to have it figured out but yeah. then when we start doing this thing that's really detrimental which is we start trying to walk someone else's path instead of our yes. own I think the more we could just embrace curiosity, even right now, we were joking before I started recording on the podcast, we have this camera live. I've never done a LinkedIn live in my life. I don't even know if the thing's going, but we decided to take the chance and just like- Just go for it. Just (laughs) go for it. And I think life is just be curious. Yeah. Yeah. Explore, experiment. Going back to me personally, I would say that- it's worked for me and it's also not worked for me, right? So in the sense that some people really need to know, like, they do their due diligence before they're going to jump yeah. in, right? There yeah. are pros and cons and this is going to happen. Right. And sometimes they talk themselves out of doing yeah. it, right? Whereas I don't want to even get to that point. Yeah. Because I'd rather jump in. Yeah. And then find out. 
And, yeah. And that's what I did. And I was like, and I got Heather to do it with me. Totally. My that's so good. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, I have no idea what you're about to say. So I have this saying. I, I said it on, on the phone to my friend Holly years ago, and I'm like, I really like that. I, I say your intuition is your oracle. Mm. I feel like your intuition is a GPS system. Mm-hmm. What I have no idea what you're about to say is there are so many business decisions I make on just a intuitive sense yeah. of what date I should do, what chance I should take, mm-hmm. what leap I should. And I'm scared. I'm always scared, but mm-hmm. I'm like, F it. Let's go. Let's like, just do it. Let's just see what happens. How many decisions, business decisions, do you make based on intuition? Quite a bit. And so, and the reason why, I mean, especially when you're talking about working with other people. Yeah. Okay. That is huge. For yeah. me, um, who you, you know, who you let in in your house. And yeah. that is what it is. Is like, it, it needs to be a little selective and, but. Selective, not because you're trying to figure them out. It's how the feeling of it and yeah. that intuition is like, what are they saying? How are they operating? Yeah. You know, more so than what are their like, what's their resume like? What's right. their skill set? Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's equally even like when I work with people, by the way, I mean, you know, when I'm one on one coaching someone, I can be I have to be selective. Because there's got to be somebody who needs to and wants to do the work. Totally. You know? But how do you even choose, like, what technology to build your app in, how to get it built? Do you know code or do you hire a developer or do you do it yourself or do you go to school or do you find an intern? How are you going through those decision-making processes? Again, a lot of it trial and error. A lot of it we put faith in the developers that we had and then we soon learned that, okay, maybe they don't have all the answers so let's go elsewhere. And of course, joining lots of groups and founder groups and asking the questions, the Slack channels, the WhatsApp groups. I mean, we got lots of those and like, hey guys, so what do you... Lots of question answering. Yeah, what do you think about this you know, yeah. plug in. And what do you think about that? And, you know, how has anybody used this platform before? And mm-hmm. that is where where I got all the information. And don't be afraid to ask. And by the way, people love, love to give their information out. So like, or help you yeah. and support you in that, especially founders. That, and that's what's so beautiful about what you guys are doing because it's like connecting the people together. Yeah. Um, and knowing there's a community that you can call on. It's all about collaboration. All it's about all about collaboration. The more we win together, the more everybody wins. I, I, I wish there, there was like a memo that could just go out <laughs> to everybody about that. You even got to pitch at Har- the Harvard? Harvard Alumni Pitch Contest. I did That's that. That's really yeah. cool. And you, you didn't go to Harvard. No, I did not go to Harvard. So tell us about that. It was great. I got um, invited uh, with uh, by a VC that I know. It was, I mean, I was just honored to be invited. And yeah. I was absolutely nervous. It was my first time getting in front of the stage. I mean, by the way, because of COVID, everything, all the pitches or everything was done via Zoom. Yeah. So in person, you know, figure out like, oh my God, is the, you know, the deck going to be behind me? And how am I going to hold my cue cards? Cause I can't memorize this or I can't figure it out. I'm so nervous. And I just want to have somebody, something to look at. And I I realized that, you know, everyone's there who are listening. They're not, they could be judging if they want to, but who cares? Because you're, you really are offering something that you're doing to an audience that is very curious about wh- what people are doing out there. Yeah. And so I 
literally had to talk myself off a cliff. I had to coach myself and I had to get other people to be like, talk to me down it because it was really nerve wracking. But the opportunity is there. And this is what I say. When an opportunity rises, I seize the day. Yeah. I really, even if I'm not prepared. Just that fear, Mm. like, gets you all to just like do the thing. Just like, mm, do the thing. And everyone's human, by the way. Yeah. And I saw and you noticed definitely in that contest like there are those who are very well versed at pitching okay they've this is not their first rodeo yeah, yeah. this is like you know their hundredth rodeo and they're up there and they're killing it and they're great but even them it's like even then they're human and making human errors and yeah. doing all that stuff and that's okay and nobody's caring but is it what are you what are you solving for right what are you trying to achieve that's what i really want to understand yeah and how can we do this and can we help you do this? That's what I got from that. Yeah. It was amazing. I mean, I had everyone coming up to me afterwards. And even though my pitch definitely wasn't the best, yeah. and I was like, oh, fumbling a bit, um, we're our worst c- critic, by the way, always. And we always have to recognize that, that what how we are coming off and how we feel we're coming off yeah. isn't perceived the same way from other people. And that is something yeah. that I had to remember. So it's like, okay, they're seeing something different clearly because I'm getting interest. So that was great. So cool. Who is someone that really inspires you or like a book that you've read that has really helped propel you forward? Oh, God, I there's so many books I've read. Like, you know, I mean, like like a piece of advice that you've gotten out of. Oh, you know what book I actually read for founders, especially it's called Lost and Founder. Ooh, I've never even heard of Lost and Founder. Lost and Founder. Lost and Founder. I hope that's what it is. Lost and Founder. It it is Lost and Founder. Mm -hmm. And it's the guy who founded Moz. M-O-Z. Yep. It's an SEO company. Mm-hmm. Really nice founder. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, and his journey. And the book is raw and real. And the way he writes it. And there's funny parts to it. And it's great. And it really, honestly, that book, I yeah. devoured it. So if if you're in that space, in that tech space. Yeah. Um, and he, he went from, it was interesting because he went from a service company to a to an SaaS model. Yeah. And it was just interesting to see his kind of, you know, the, the journey that they took. Mm-hmm. And the you know the mistakes and not the mistakes and just listening to all of that I was like because you you look at the Moz and you're like what a successful SaaS company right you're like oh but they're what what it came from yeah there's a journey in everything I want to read that yeah definitely recommend it and what's the best piece of advice someone's given you that has really stuck with you like my mom has shared every no is one step closer to a yes yeah I like that I like that that's a good one I've gotten great advice, but I think one of the ones that really I always have to come back to is you're going to hear, and I think I've said this, like, I, you're always going to find somebody who knows more than you, or they think they know more than yeah. you. One of the two. <laughs> one of the a two. A lot of that. A lot of that. A lot of that. One of the two, especially when you're pitching yeah. and especially when you're in front of VCs and, you know, yeah. you could have done this, you should do this, da, da, da. And it's like, Saying strong and knowing your truth and it's remembering what, why yeah. and what you're trying to solve for yeah. and why you're in this. Yeah. Right? Like they might take you in all these different tangents yeah. and I, it's so true. There's so many times I've come back from these meetings with VCs, angels, this, that, or other, yeah. other you know, founders or yeah. whatever. I'm like, oh, maybe I should be doing this. Yeah. And they're giving me advice and, oh, maybe we should do this. And it's like, no, don't react. You know, take it on. Yeah. I definitely say take it on. But percolate in it, like sit in it, yeah. let it time. Like I'm all about taking a hot minute, yeah. maybe two, 
maybe three, right? Before you react. Totally. And that is good when you're in litigation, when you're in negotiation, but it's equally as good, even on a friendly conversation, that you're like, okay, I'm taking this advice, but I'm hearing it, but I'm going to see what sits with me. And then you have the chance to go inside of you and intuitively figure out What's your truth in all of this? What are you, what do you want? Yeah. That's the ultimate thing. Yeah. I mean, that's the ultimate goal in 100%. any situation you're in, right? I find that the more I am honest with myself and do what I truly want to be doing, the more I am in this state of flow mm-hmm. and the whole world seems to be working with me. And the more I try to be something I'm not, the more friction I feel. Absolutely. Um, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, Diary of a CEO, oh, and I he had Seth one. Rogen on. Mm-hmm. It's a great interview. And it, Seth Rogen was sharing how he does not um, write scripts and create movies mm-hmm. the way that scripts and movies are supposed to be created he's been interested in script writing and movie creation since he was a a young boy so he just keeps doing what he loves what he wants to see in the world and then he makes what he enthusiastically genuinely enjoys creating and then if people like it they like it if they don't they don't and he's like and it seems like a lot of people really like it he does things that i guess in his industry the movie industry he does them the quote-unquote wrong way. Mm, right. But he's completely successful. And he said he's just creating what he wants to see in the world. I love and that. And not worrying about what the right way to do it is. Well, and I, and I love that because I have to check in with myself sometimes that I'm like, for example, even going back to the pitch, I see, I get it. Like, yeah. you need to... You know, you need to sell your product. I understand that. And you need to sell it to people who can help you support you and get you to the next step because funding is essential, right? But there is a lot of that. And I always said this. I was like, but it's so contrived in so many ways because hard to get in, hard to get in front of the right people. And then once you're in front of people, there's so many different like levels. And who said that? Why do we, it's like the route, the same route that all the founders do or all the startups do is like, okay, pitch to angels and then you get to the seed round and then you get the early VCs or VCs and then you go up and then you go to the the big VC. I'm like, oh my God, do I really, I don't know if I actually want to be a part of that, that whole trajectory. Right. right? And I don't know if it sits well with me. And I've been doing that a lot of that soul searching inside of me going, is that what I want? Is there another method Mm -hmm. that we can do this to make this work? And I think that's why Heather and I have taken quite a bit of like, you know, really nurturing this MVP to becoming like, okay, this is kind of our platform right now. This is what we have to offer. Yeah. Yes, we need another iteration. But, you know, okay, this is what we have to offer. Let's make it work and let's help people. Let's already start getting our... Are, you know, getting into the the you know the trenches and helping the, everyone we can help out, right? Yeah. So there is truth to that, and I love that, and I always say that too. And I'm always like looking for, can I just do it my way? Yeah, is that okay? <laughs> it, you know, the thing is about life there, and as long as we're not hurting people, mm-hmm. there's not really like an okay or right way or wrong way. There's just are we living life to our personal fullest as long as we're not hurting anyone yeah are we truly enjoying what we're creating do we have genuine curiosity passion yeah enjoyment and in what we're spending our time on who we're spending our time with because if we don't what are like we only get one life i know so you've had a lot of you know personal challenges which you've shared which are incredible what business challenge 
have you successfully overcome that was really difficult? So there's quite a few of the challenges, but there there's like... Also, and how did you overcome it? Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I think that one of the things, this is an interesting thing, and this is pretty granular, but okay, when anybody knows and you have a tech company and, you know, either you're selling services or products or whatever, SEO happens to be one of the most important things. Totally. Oh my Search God. Search engine optimization. Yes. yes. Thank you for that. Um, and, uh, you know, that was I the darkest cloud like we're like I don't we don't even understand this and nor did our developers so yeah. we didn't have support on that and I think um it took a long time we got the right people and to help us to educate us yeah on it which is really important so it's not like I'm hiring somebody coming in and then okay you you sort it out yeah it's like can you educate us on this and really yeah. understand what it takes so that we're more savvy and that we can start also helping ourselves right that was the most important thing so we can take a handle and we don't have to spend copious amounts yeah. of money getting somebody else to do a lot of that and after a year of never being indexed oh yeah a oh, year? A year. Google just did not we find indexed. you. We are not indexed whatsoever. Yeah. We had so much content. I mean, a blog You're a like, what for, a year, do I blog, need to do? Oh, my God. Like hundreds of blogs. I'm in suspense. Oh, okay. it was, it was, I, we cried. There yeah. was a, like a moment that we're just like, uh. Yeah. Um, well, we got our shit together. We got some answers. We got the education we needed. Yeah. And that's what's really important. Um, and then now we're empowered and we get it now. We're like, oh, okay. Because I was like, what? Are you indexed? I, we're indexed. Okay. <laughs> You're getting there. And what, it, but, and what I'm saying is, what's interesting is, is that I didn't even know really what not being indexed meant. Yeah. Do you understand? <laughs> and I was like, let's take it down to like, I'm kindergarten level here. Like, you what's know? SEO? I was yeah. like, well, SEO, I kind of knew, yeah. but I was like, what the hell does all of that mean? Yeah. And, you know, what is this Google Analytics yeah. and Google this and being this? And oh my God, like, and it's constantly changing. Yeah. So now we're aware of it. And yeah, yeah, for anybody who is, you know, embarking on that, that's, you know, something that, Definitely get educated on that. Totally. And I, I think there's a really delicate balance or dance between trying to find the perfect way to do things. Mm -hmm. and, and I talked about this a little before and just enjoying the curiosity of the process. Because yes. like really being an entrepreneur, like how cool is it that we get creative freedom? Yeah. That we get to express ourselves in this way. And so... Uh, at least for me, I want to wake up being like, what do I get to study today? Yeah. Instead of like, why can't I figure this out yet? Because I need to make this work yeah. so I have this many sales. I rather, instead of that friction energy, which I experience a, to a ton, I have anxiety. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's so much more enjoyable if I'm just like, all right, like, I'm really haven't figured out this whole website thing and I, it seems like I keep every road I take I keep ending up with like not having the site I want and no one fig can figure out what it does and mm -hmm. let me just like go back at the drawing board and like become curious and see what other options I have out there rather than this you know self-critic of like why can't I get it right self-critic yeah. or defeat yeah, you're feeling like you're defeatist, like you're like, okay, I can't, I can't I make can't this work. Figure it out. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, it's an interesting thing because what literally, you're if you that, go to my website, you're like, uh, uh, <laughs> like it's like years of this problem. Oh, we're having this. Too, like I right? cannot digitally communicate with simplicity to yeah. save my life yet. Yeah, it is my goal. My favorite website ever. Mm. 
jamesclear.com. I think it's because he has his last name. He just embodies it. It is just so clear. It's so clear. It's so clear. <laughs> and like you just know and you know where to go and you know what to do. And he has a profit. I, I don't know him personally, but I imagine he has a profitable. I don't see how a website like that does not have a profitable business. Wow. We're going to have to check this out. I'm telling you, jamesclear.com <laughs> is like the legend of being clear in digital communication. And it, if you had to name mine, mine would be digitally messy, like digitally cluttered, you know, digital I, hoarder. Like, we feel the same way, yeah. actually, that UX experience, you know, yeah. that user experience is everything. Right. And we know that. And and this is where it's interesting. So that cross between getting indexed, yeah. really important, organic growth, and people are finding you. Yeah. And once they find you, huh, if they don't understand what <laughs> yeah, you're offering is. Totally. And if they don't, it's not very clear where to go next. And then if you don't have the email field, and then if you don't have the newsletter written that attaches to the app to become like. There's so, so many, many pieces. There's so, so many, many pieces. pieces. And I mean, we have really, that's trial and yeah. error. That is, we are also in that that's same That's why you got to just enjoy, you just got to surrender and just enjoy it and be curious, which is, it's way easier to say that. Like, oh. obviously the me with anxiety that wakes up at 6 a.m. like, ah, or can't go to sleep. Completely. Is not enjoying anything. No, but, but when the more you practice, I think the more it becomes the habit to enjoy the well, process. Somebody had always said, it's like if if you're not having a good time yeah. doing this, if yeah. if it outweighs, okay, so you're not gonna have a good time every day. Okay. Yeah. Like that's impossible, yeah. right? But if you're not enjoying that process, if you're not thriving with it, yeah. right? And in really recognizing yeah. how amazing this experience is that you get to learn so much and you're still adding to your pocket, right? Like, yeah. oh, okay, I learned this and I learned that even though I didn't get this done. Yeah. Fine, I learned it, right? Then if it outweighs, if it yeah. doesn't outweigh the the bad part, then you have to revisit because yeah. if you're always constantly like up against a brick wall and you feel like you're not getting anywhere, yeah. then you got to check yourself totally. and say like that I agree. I mean, there are days I have that are like that, but not a year of that, not yeah. every day, not, you know, a month of it. Like they're moments. And I always like, I always say that's usually around Mercury and yeah. retrograde, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, I just want to say that. <laughs> I mean, okay. Just again, I know it's so funny. I just, I just listened to this, the Seth Rogen interview. So it's just top of mind. He couldn't get work for three years. The mm. super successful guy in earlier in his career after Freaks and Geeks, he couldn't get booked for three years. The host of Diary of a CEO says, did you think about quitting? He's like, not once, not at all. I love what I do. And then he said that later in the interview, he said, the only way to guarantee you'll fail is to quit. Yeah. And so I think there's something about if you're. I think that's the thing. It's like if it's not going the way you want it to go, but you know it's what you love doing, just don't give up and keep adapting how you're doing it. Pivot. Uh -huh. But if if you're not enjoying what you're doing, yeah. then quit and to explore to find the thing that you actually enjoy exactly. doing. Exactly. But if it's just not working out yet, it's just a matter of continual exploration. Continual exploration, pivoting, figuring it out, you know, but that's part of the process. Yeah. Like I'm enjoying as much as it's like, oh, there's nervous moments. There's like, is this going to work? And can I get this across? Yeah. And can I get the user experience? Freaking <laughs> oh my work? God. Same, same, same. We yeah. haven't conquered that one yet. <laughs> so that's why I didn't add that to you the You know what list. I just tried? I usually ask uh, favorite tools and I found mmm.page. Have you oh, heard of it? No. It's this cool website builder. It it just, I feel like it allows me to express my personality. So that is my experiment that I'm currently working on. Nice. Seeing if that's the way. What is your favorite software? Well, I was saying, I mentioned it to you when I know you asked me this on, on the show notes, but I was, I was actually, um, 
what what was one of the hardest things is managing the whole internal business. Like we have yeah. contractors, we have other people that yeah. the developers, all these other people yeah. that are coming in. I'm like, how do we manage this whole thing? We yeah. can't use Dropbox the whole time. And visually, we need to see something. Yeah. And we signed up with Notion, and I love, love Notion. Love Notion. No, and also because it's cheap, by the way. Yeah. Because most of those other plates, like not to throw Monday under the bus and yeah. I hope they don't hate me, but like they're expensive. It's also. super different too. Yeah. Notion's a project management, note-taking, everything. Extravagant. But you, <laughs> you can upload yeah. all the images, you can yeah. share all of them, the videos, yeah. um, note-taking. I mean, yeah. every single thing, uh, honestly, under yeah. the sun. And we have all of our ecosystem in there. Yeah. And it's so amazing because if anybody new comes in or has to help us with something, we can just share it from there and it's in one concise place. And oh my God, that's heaven. Yeah. It's heaven. <laughs> yeah. I love my Notion as well. I'm so, Notion should become a women in tech sponsor. There you go. Notion. Notion, if you're listening. <laughs> um, any last thoughts before we start to wrap up? This I'm, has been so delightful. Yeah, no, yeah. I enjoyed this conversation. I love the fact that yeah. we might be streaming it too. I know it's so crazy. Experiment. And we'll get back to the streaming if anyone's there in a second. Any last thoughts on the audio? I think that, you know, for whoever's listening, um, women in tech, somebody who's starting a tech company yeah. or just going for it and becoming an entrepreneur, yeah. it's like, you know, do it. If you have an idea, just do it. I yeah. always say, like, uh, it's always, it's a, a good idea, and then it's even a better idea yeah. if you start the process. Yeah. And just, and there's so many people out there that you can connect with. Yeah. Um, I mean, we are we LA are Tech. LA we are so LA funny. Tech is one yeah. of them. This is amazing. Like, space. If you you're know, in get Los on the, Angeles, yeah. Yes, 100%. Um, but, you know, it's it's one of those things that you'll always find your ecosystem wherever you live. And yeah. it's really important that you do connect and ask those people for advice and help. And they're out there. What's your long-term vision for Split FYI? You know, I... So I called it, okay, so split FYI, the reason why is because, A, there's a lot of people who are not also married, but they are commingled finances and commingled, yeah. you know, they have children together yeah. and so forth. So that's the unraveling un uh, of that yeah. needs to be, you know, supported. Yeah. But even further along, that splitting, because, you know, I'm the split coach. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, I help a lot of people that are even like leaving work. Yeah. And they need a coach and they need help and they need support or they've their employers have done wrong them wrong or have a business partners who are splitting. Yeah. You know, there's a lot in there. So it's really to to foster that, like to 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 show up in uh, to help them and support them in any of that kind of splitting that they do in their world in their life. So, awesome. yeah. Lila, thank you so much for being on the Women in Tech podcast. Yay! To connect and collaborate with more amazing women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, at Women in Tech Show. Say hello and connect with the community at womenintechvip.com. I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. This is Lila Aiken Ali, the co-founder of Split FYI, a divorce management tool. I'm based in Los Angeles, and you're listening to Women in Tech. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. 
Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.